Uh-huh. Sorted. Recording. Yep. So, start this. With, yeah. Uh, episode, episode one, after um, just short of two hours of tech issues. Two hours? I mean, to be fair, that is pretty good going. <laughs> that is actually... Given our history? Given given our history. That's pretty good. Thank is. I mean, we're both here. We're both here. We've, we've got a working microphone oh, and laptop. Yes. Uh, we we might not have really anticipated. Uh, in fact, neither of us really think about USB ports. No, no. no so there's no. there's a there's a, a, a life lesson because I have a I have a MacBook which has a, a resounding two USB Cs. It's not very useful for USB 2.0. And John has a single USB. Yes, I have one. <laughs> I have one. And what I thought was an SD slot is actually my charger port. Uh, I can't believe we spent 45 minutes assuming that was an SD card slot. And then you charge your laptop like it was nothing. <laughs> I mean, again... <laughs> This is unsurprising. No, yeah, no, that's fair. Given that we just spent 20 minutes um, figuring out how to record this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, episode one. Episode one. Episode one. So, hello. Hi. How's it going? I am JRA. Sweet, and uh, I'm Declan. <laughs> and this is For the Punk of Horror. Where me, my unhired help, unhired <laughs> help, Declan here, uh, sit and we talk about all things horrorful. We might have some lovely guests at times. Who knows? I've got to help anyone who decide to. But oh you know, God. I mean, let's see where this journey takes us. Yeah. But for now, we're going to be talking about the. Upcoming horrors of 2023, which uh, are plentiful, to be honest. That is very, very true. Like, given you, you had to split your list into two for it. I did. And then you'd also forgot some and had to I, quickly get them added to the list. I had. <laughs> which, and to be honest, uh, there's actually another one I'd forgot, but wait for part two. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, tell me I don't need for it in right now. <laughs> No, we're fine. I think I think we've got a good old chunk to go with. And I think I think again, I think the fact that this year looks to be on par with last year, because last year was pretty like solid for like horror as like a franchise and there was some some decent like entries out there. There were some not so. But uh, I think we'll probably I think when we get to it, we'll probably disagree on our thoughts on one of them. Interesting. Uh, Okay, I'm From already last intrigued. Year, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll chat about that shortly, um, I'm sure. But yeah, like overall, solid year. Um, I think I can guess which one it was. <laughs> yeah? I think ah. so. <laughs> like, yeah, that, well, that'll be some interesting debate there. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah I think I think this year it's looking to be quite, a, quite an exciting year for what's coming up. So I would say so. Yeah. Um, there's definitely, on the list we're going with today, there's... A couple that I'm very intrigued about because I spent a bit of time thinking about it and I got myself more intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I think there, there's definitely a few that um, 
I'm very interested to see how they turn out, like, um, and borderline excited, I guess. I'm, I'm trying not to get too like. I'm, I'm trying to keep my trying to keep my expectations at a level because whenever I get overly overly excited, I find I'm usually kicked a little bit. Yeah, that's the um... again happened a couple of times last year. Yeah, I think I think I know exactly what movie you're talking about. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, like I'm trying my hardest to not get excited, but there's one movie on this list that it's like completely got me excited, oh. and I'm going to try so hard to not be let down. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to see how it turns out. <laughs> I mean, you're going to be there with me, so uh, fair point. You'll either see my face and like pure joy, or I might be crying. <laughs> it's going to go one or two ways. <laughs> well, yeah, like, hopefully I'll be crying along with you if that is the case. But, uh, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but yeah, like, so let's, let's launch into this then. Let's, let's yes. see what's... Well, actually, the ones we're starting with are already out. Yeah, the first, I think, three on our list are already out. Yeah. Because, um, you know, we're a little behind on getting this episode done. <laughs> Just scheduling yeah the way it is but yeah so the first movie is uh megan or what is it they say in the movie was it like third generation yeah it's something third generation android yeah what is the first letter again what is this oh, what's his mobile or something uh i can't remember i can't remember I'd, either way and out of the two of us i've seen it and i can't remember it's <laughs> Is it model third generation Android? Oh, that may be I it. I think it's model. It mentioned it in the trailer, but I clearly did not commit it to long-term memory for this conversation. So. <laughs> anyway, Mithrigan <laughs> is, <laughs> yes. is uh, now out. And uh, yeah, like, like I say, I've seen it. Uh, and Declan has not. Declan has watched the trailer. Yep. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you sort of talk through, like... Your thoughts? Sure. Okay. That that's a that's a good way to go about it because you'll have more context. Yeah. Um. So the trailer, the trailer was really weird, and I think the, I think it really suffers. I think any movie is now going to suffer from the stigma of if it's some sort of doll esque character, it's always going to get the comparison of like Chucky. Yeah. For better or worse. Um. So you see it, there's, it kind of paints a sad picture at the start and then swiftly turns a bit kind of violent um, with the, obviously the concept where she's protecting the little girl. Yeah. Or so the trailer's portraying. Um, and I, I'm, I'm on board with the concept. It seems okay. The face is a little off-putting because it, it just creeps me out. <laughs> Not because it's creepy, I just don't like the way it looks. It's... It's been pointed out online that it's almost identical to Scarlett Johansson. Well, I'm never gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to unsee that now. There's a lot of memes going around where it has the two of them side by side, and it is hauntingly accurate. Oh no, that's a uh, Scarlett. I'm sorry, and <laughs> that's not what you want. Um, so from the trailer, it looks all cool. It shows you some like some of the, the what I'm assuming are the kills. Um, they look kind of creative and then there's two scenes in the trailer which 
immediately completely just like threw me off the rails and it was the same ones that you see all over the internet the dance scene which I, I could not make head or tail of for its inclusion <clears throat> and then the other scene is the one in the woods where she just suddenly starts running like a dog <laughs> and it's like the two of those scenes in that movie just kind of so go alright okay this is interesting this isn't what am I watching What what are these scenes like and obviously it's a trailer, so you don't particularly get the context around them. Yeah. So like, so that's I guess that is where lies my question. Obviously, knowing that you've seen it, do they have context around them, and does the context make it fit in the sense of the movie? No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Fair. That, uh, yeah, I haven't seen the film. I kind of thought there'd be more context to stuff in the trailer. Like, especially stuff like the scene where she just started TikTok dancing. Uh, there is no real lead up to that. There is no real context as to why she decides to start doing it. It just happens. It's just something she does. And sure. Like, it is something about that film. <laughs> what, I, what I actually enjoyed about it is it's not shy about the fact that it knows it's ridiculous. It knows it. It's about a doll that dances and also randomly sings like popular like songs. Like uh, there's a point where she starts singing "Titanium" by Sia as a lullaby for no reason. What? <laughs> it it's so jarring because you're like it just happens, and you're like, okay, why? And you could just hear people like when you see like that scene it became a big internet like thing where when that scene like came on people were filming it and just laughing because and even they they interviewed um did an interview i think with the filmmakers where it was like why did she do that and i just wanted to have a scene where like she sings really badly and they got oh her name's got in my head and i feel terrible there who plays megan as in vocally who is it that oh Jenna that's that's a very good question I thought I had this prepared (laughs) we are prepared Jenna Davis Jenna Davis yeah so she uh, herself she's like a recording artist like big TikTok star um so they basically said to sing really badly and like sound like a Muppet like they got a recorder a few times and she was like she was like I don't want to have to do this when it feels weird that you're telling me to sing badly and there's no context to it though it's just a scene that happens and then it moves on sure and it's like it, it knows it's dumb it knows it's stupid and there's no qualms about it like uh, it's <laughs> I kind of enjoyed it for that it, it knows what it is it knows it's just like this daft film about a bitchy doll that murders people every so often because she wants to be best pals with a little girl and yeah I mean I enjoyed it I, I thought it was fun fun like hour and 40 minutes you just kind of like can switch off and watch this madness unfold in front of you but I also like weirdly I don't see as many comparisons online or like anyone talk about the fact 
it is very thematically or like works really in tandem with like the 2019 Child's Play remake like the fact that that's all about technology going wrong and oh yeah because like there's a lot of talk online now where they're like oh you know um Jason Bloom wants to do like a Chucky crossover with but they're talking about original 80s like TV series now Chucky where I'm like what would work better is like the 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 2019 one yeah Yeah, because obviously like there's the there's all the like the integration where he like does hack like the hack quote unquote um, like all the electronics yeah I never actually kind of put that one together and when you watch it there's like there are bits of it that just like they they feel very similar like Mm -hmm. even when I saw the trailer I was like this is the 2019 Chelsea play film like that's what it is I think I've just tried to repress that child playing with me though. <laughs> Again, like I think what watching it, I think what it proves is right, if that film was anything else but that, it probably would have done better than what it ended up being because what that ended up being was marketing itself as something unrecognisable from what people knew. Whereas yeah. if it had just like took out those references, it probably would have like at least on a commercial level succeeded better because people are just like this isn't you know hashtag not my Chucky yeah <laughs> <laughs> like that that was like no one wanted to embrace this idea that it was not Brad Dourif it was like you know not none of the original like creative team it was like this new thing but Megan in a lot of ways is just the same film but packaged differently campier like just yeah it's very similar but I think it just succeeds in being its own entity and just knowing it's a fun film um so yeah I think it is worth a watch like it's 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 not a bad film in any way which is surprising because I watched the trailers and went this is going to be terrible but I still want to watch it but but I actually came out going I'd watch it again I'd watch the inevitable sequel that is coming out in like January 2025 Megan (laughs) 2.0 because obviously of course I think that there's part of me that has the thought of like the, the scene with like so the like the dog running and like that's that's in the grand scheme of things that's not as like big as the dance scene and there's part of me that wonders if the dance scene was actually more of a marketing thing than it was actually a context to the story thing because like that scene was so ridiculous that it went viral yeah. all over social media and like in terms of marketing like that's genius yeah because if you have something so outlandish people will latch onto it especially like TikTok and stuff like that yeah. like. The amount of people will be like, have you seen this scene? Like, did you see this? Like, that kind of thing. Like, it's intriguing. It's also like, like the, the ratings for that film were also like really high. Oh yeah. Like, like exceptionally high for what the trailer was. Yeah. So it's like, if you see the trailer and you see the ratings, like they they feel like they're from two different things, which is interesting. <laughs> but the thing that I learned when I was like taking notes and stuff for this um I hadn't really paid too much attention to the back end of it um so this is like the if I'm not mistaken it's like the first film that Blumhouse and Atomic Monster have done together so oh okay Blum and Jason Wan yeah and if this is like the start of their kind of like 
partnership, I guess, will be the word. Um, and like you know what they're going to do moving forward. Like it's effectively two people who are like so well known for their horror, and like you've got the people that done Conjuring, the people that saw, the people that yeah. done Insidious, like working together now. Like they're your big, like the big franchises that everybody knows. Yeah, like it, it's it's like two powerhouses to join up. It makes sense. Like and. Yeah, I mean James Wan. Obviously, before this, we had we had Malignant. I I loved Malignant. Did you? Yes. I again, like thing is, that was a campy film. It was, it, but yeah. it was, I don't know. I just I, I just didn't enjoy it as much as most other people seem to, but. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think I think I just almost flipped my table over and went, "I'm out." <laughs> what, was when, it the big reveal? <laughs> yes, I think that like that scene where like the reveal happens. I was like, "Oh come on!" <laughs> I was like, "Okay, no, I, I could see sure. that." Like, yeah, like just yeah, as soon as the reveal came about, I just couldn't take it even remotely seriously from that point. I was like, "Okay, sure." Like, yeah, I, mm, <laughs> that, I feel that's a big conversation for another day. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'll make sure to rewatch it before we have that conversation. <laughs> Although, interestingly about Megan, so, like, kind of looking at it and, like, looking at the, like, the writing and stuff like that. So, like, the writing was done by Akella Cooper, if I've butchered this, I'm sorry, um, who worked on, <laughs> interestingly... Um, malignant <laughs> and um, that makes sense to be honest also worked on the Luke Cage show on Netflix so okay. you've got Kyla Cooper you've got James Wan kind of knew we were getting with that yeah but the director from what I was thinking about seems to have done almost next to nothing did one film I think and that was Housebound yeah. have you seen Housebound no it's a very good film like a uh, when I realised it was him, I was like, ah, so it was like a com- New Zealand comedy horror. Came out in, I think, 2014. Uh, yeah, that's, that's actually a really good film. Really? I came across it, like, just randomly one night, about five years ago, maybe. And yeah, it's just fun. Like, And again, I, I think it kind of makes sense that the film is very tongue-in-cheek, well, Megan is. Because, yeah, he's, he's good at that. Like... So it makes sense once I kind of like joined the dots and went, yeah, you know. Yeah, okay, I can see that. Interesting. I don't think there's anything really else of note I've kind of taken from it. Like, the cast was interesting, actually. In fact, Violet McGraw, that was, uh, so of the cast, that was one that kind of caught my attention. Okay. Of looking at it because I, so I really enjoyed, I enjoyed Haunting of House Hill and obviously she was one of the kids in that. Um, and I realised that she was also in Doctor Sleep, which is a movie. Is she? <laughs> Who is she in Doctor Sleep? So let me let me just like double check, like pull out because I never I, I I literally just took that she was in it. <laughs> I mean I I don't really remember much of Doctor Sleep if I'm honest. But... No, I remember watching it at like two o'clock in the morning. So like. T- I mean, it's a movie that like is already a stretch of continuity, so that's fair. Let's see, I have to sleep. She, I might have got this wrong. No, she's there. She literally just plays someone called Violet. Ah, 
I can't remember her part. I'm, I'm sure she was lovely in it. I, I don't know. There's someone there that's Violet's mother. I have next to no recollection of this movie. Okay. So, she existed in the film, yep. and, and that's all you can ask for. So, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, that's the, that's, yeah, the, that's fair. Like, I think, yeah, I think uh, if you haven't seen it, give it a watch. Uh, and if you have, I don't know, maybe watch it again. I think I'll watch it again. Yeah, I'll watch it again. Yeah, I'll watch it again. To be fair, you watch a few bad movies again, so. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> so I think that probably kind of like wraps up our, our chat on Megan uh, and then we kind of move on to Sick which I believe you've seen as well I have seen as well yeah. and I've watched it again I've watched the trailer yeah, there's a there's a there's a running yeah, theme here there's a, there's a pattern <laughs> to this uh, to this episode I think yeah, yeah. I've not seen anything <laughs> I have seen things <laughs> checks out so again same pattern I'll just kind of yeah. get my thoughts on the trailer so oh, well, there's a, there's a sub theme to this episode that we discovered before starting which is secluded locations yes and thus starts that theme ah. so if you, if you don't know if you haven't seen the trailer the kind of premise is it's friends that are getting together to spend quarantine together Ah, that that good old time. Oh, uh, absolutely. You know, so it's you know, you, it, it's one of those. For me, it's it stood out in a strange way, the same way that Glass Onion did, where it was uh, Glass Onion. Onion was like the first movie that I'd seen where it involved COVID. Yes, because you've seen everyone wearing the like the, the masks and stuff, and it's just sort of looking at it like that was a thing that happened. Yeah, that, mm. and for some reason, it's like. It almost feels weird that it's in movies. Yeah, it it does, especially now because we're kind of past that point now. Yeah, it's kind of like, huh? This now just feels like ye olde times. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's like, remember, so, it's like remember that time. I'd rather not. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> swiftly put that behind us. So, friends get together, going to spend quarantine together. They go to a secluded location, presumably one of the characters has someone in their family that owns this particular cabin as is the classic trope and suddenly people start dying because there's a, a murderer who appears in all black looks like a f- fairly like standard build of a person like yeah doesn't look like there's anything kind of past that um the the one scene in that trailer they caught me what's <laughs> the car so there's a woman in the car and just like killer's walking after the victim the victim gets to the car and she's like let me in let me in and the wheel woman in the car puts the mask on and she's like have you got a mask and you're just like what <laughs> <laughs> like you can visibly see the person walking towards her and with a knife and you're like have you got a mask it's for your health and you're like my health has other issues i.e. the person behind me <laughs> can we not <laughs> to be fair if I was in that position I'd do the same thing but mainly because I'd find it funny I mean I would just that would be like self preservation I'd see her I'd see the person with a knife and be like you know what it's probably best I don't get involved <laughs> let me just I'll leave <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get involved in that. 
I've seen enough movies to know how that ends. <laughs> try and help someone, and then you're the person that dies, like because they somehow snuck up behind you. <laughs> like it, that that scene is for the trailer, especially the most representative of it being a Kevin Williamson film. Yep. I yep. love that you I like got the name showed up. <laughs> <laughs> Just to advise everyone, we are drinking. <laughs> um, one of us has notes. But one of us has notes. <laughs> one is getting by on charm. <laughs> They're the same person. <laughs> Touche. But that scene is the most representative of him because obviously he comes from right and scream. Yeah, it's his big thing. Um, say that as if that's nothing. Did this film once? You might have heard of it. Uh, but yeah, that's like you know he wrote the he wrote Scream, all that self-referential stuff. That's him. Like it all comes from him, and that is one of the elements of sick that shines through. Like when you watch it, um, which is why I like I, I really enjoyed it. Like I thought it was a really good film. It's essentially just like a, apart from a brief sort of like period of 90 minute chase film. Like it doesn't really let up once the like story kicks in. Even from the beginning, like the openings are very standard Scream-esque opening where it has the like pre-credits kill like okay. element. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the way that's filmed when I watched it, like, got my anxiety going so badly. Like, I was sitting watching it going, I'm so stressed out right now. Like, I can't watch this. Like, I was just sitting going, this needs to stop immediately. Because it's filmed so, like, frenetically, where it's like, the camera moves the entire time with, like, the victim and the killer, as, like, they're going round and, like... Oh, okay. ...getting thrown into things, so it moves with them the entire time. But that means that the camera's constantly moving at, like, breakneck speed. And right. you're just kind of following this round where your eyes going, ooh, nah, I don't like this. I don't like this. This is just making me anxious. Just the entire thing's just anxiety-inducing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it sounds it, just from your description. And that's where, like, that whole scene ends, and I went, kill me, I am going to enjoy this film. I went... You know, apart from the beta blockers I might need to take in a minute. Well, yeah. I think I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, it has like a brief period where you get to know the two main characters, then it just jumps back in again. And for the next like hour, it's just a constant chasing. Uh, oh, wow. And it's fun. Like, it's it's a fun film. Um, Obviously, big twisty ending and stuff. Oh, isn't there always? Standard. Yeah. Big twist ending, big reveal scene. Again, it's all very classic. Like you watch it, and you can tell who's wrote it. You can tell the minds behind it. Yeah, and it makes sense, and that's why it's fun. Like it's why it's fun. Um, is the reveal and the twist, as you put it, is it satisfying, or is it one of those you kind of just went, oh, yeah, like it? Yes, just because you're like, okay, I get it. Um, but it's that kind of like it all obviously ties into COVID and all that so you're kind of like oh okay <laughs> like, okay yeah, I feel I feel that there was a lot to make you come up with the idea of this is why yeah no, that um, makes sense but yeah it's like it's all built around like the paranoia of like people during that time and like how everyone was suspicious of everyone else because 
if yeah. you got it it was clearly someone else's fault and like you weren't doing what needed to be done yeah the whole film is based around like that okay, premise okay. pretty much but uh, yeah no it's it's good fun like um out of the two films i've seen so far this year like the big releases that's the one i enjoyed more um okay like again i would definitely watch it again um it's uh it's, it's definitely worth worth the time it's uh worth investing the time in and even like i say like films about covid it's not you know it, it's not like the big go-to for me I'm like that's a time i'd rather not and i'm just kind of like cool we get it like it was a thing that happened to make it just a gimmick now it's like ugh. like yeah okay. but that one works like if it becomes a thing where it's just a constant stream or like like you say glass onion did it this he's done it i'm fine with that being the only two films i see that we'll just do that now yeah um yeah i good fun good fun all round. um we'll watch again so from from winchester when i was watching the trailer obviously they showed a lot of scenes where you'd see the person like one of the characters like mm-hmm. cowering and like hiding from the vision of the killer yeah and like when i was watching that and i seen those one it reminded me of did you watch the movie on netflix it was hush yes it, it gave me some vibes of that 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 makes sense like <laughs> yeah there's there's vibes of that like a hush is more a slow build of a film though whereas yeah. this the hiding scenes in this do not last that long it's oh, like sure. they, they have them and like they are quite tense and they're well done but it's it's very much a film that just constantly moves like it never really lets up uh going from one place to another like okay but no it's it's, it's well done like it is well done um and i just yeah I hope they don't do another one. <laughs> Just kind of leave it. Okay, I kind of hope this is a one and done for it. Like, it's yeah. not a franchise-worthy like premise, really. Yeah, but at the same time, you never know these days. Oh man, like, so many movies of good sequels that just didn't need to happen. Just, just don't need to happen. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully, we will file this under the the one and done, and it can remain there, <laughs> and they can go on through some brand new things there's one thing about it that I actually it, it took me a minute to catch on to it as well and that's it there are two characters in it that interact a lot the, her name is Pamela and the other one's name is Jason and it took me ages to make the link <laughs> Friday the 13th yes yeah. <laughs> it took me ages I think it was after I watched it I'd thought back and I went oh Pamela and Jason. Oh, <laughs> that was a big reference. Yeah, and I did not pick up on it at the time, but I liked the fact that I sat and thought about it enough and went, "Huh, I see what you did there." Yeah, it just took me a bit. It's a subtle enough <laughs> nod. <laughs> I mean, they say the names frequently to each other. Well, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> but yeah, like again, it was like those kind of references totally made sense like from who it came from given given the location and the, they, they do show a lot of scenes where they're like out of like the the side of like a lake and stuff like that like yeah i i, I could see that <laughs> that makes a lot of sense <laughs> i actually don't know i don't think the names are ever mentioned in the trailer no no i think they, they very much i don't think they are yeah i think it's no. all like yeah it's it's all kind of 
quite under wraps in the trailer a lot of the stuff. Yeah. But it's just like there was next to nothing given away in that trailer. Yeah, and which is perfect. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's something you don't get much these days. Oh man. Like, <laughs> so many trailers will just give like the entirety of the film away and you're like, all right, well, I don't need to see it now. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> And you know, maybe some of these films are on this list. That's probably a blessing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, maybe. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Like... Hopefully these all turn out to be, you know, like fantastic movies, and we'll look back at this episode and be like, "Well, we were clearly wrong." <laughs> but films, yeah, films. <laughs> and oh man, our, our next movie continues the the. Alone in a secluded location. <laughs> but the, the Andre of of this list of movies that we have done, right? Watching the trailers for all of them, this one was the most off the wall for me, and you'll know exactly why. Alone at night. Yes. The premise by itself was fine. Like, girls had a bit like it seems like it's a bad breakup. She disappeared to a secluded cabin again. Of course. To get away from it all and you know deal with her problems and trailer shows you she's like I'm going to just do some like she's going to be a cam girl for a bit so she can make a bit of money since she's away anyway seems fine cool yep um and then the trailer goes absolutely nuts because it just suddenly features Pamela Anderson Paris Hilton like there's just a bunch of celebrities in this movie for what I can see no reason <laughs> other than they're just there <laughs> I think I think the most out of that is probably uh, Paris Houghton like I didn't quite from that trailer I don't quite grasp what her part in that film is I don't either and I remember in the trailer where it just, <laughs> there was a part toward the end where Paris Hilton just looks directly at the camera and goes bet you didn't expect to see me here and I'm like no <laughs> not even remotely <laughs> But granted, she was in Repo the Genetic Opera. She was. So she has been in like... And she was in... Darker stuff. Uh, House of Wax. So she was. She gets yeah. a big getting pulled through her face. Man, we watched that again. I think me and Joey watched that last year. And just she'd never seen it. Loved it. <laughs> I forgot how much I enjoyed it. Um, this is a weird one for me. And I don't know how I feel. I don't know where I'm going to like land on this movie. Yeah. Because it's like there's parts where it seems kind of well shot, and then there's other scenes. It feels like it goes, it, it flips from what it wants to be. From just in the trailer, there's parts where it felt like it was like a a proper like straight to like theater release. It was going to be like a big budget movie, but then there's some scenes that look like they're shot on like a, a digital camera. Yeah. Like I, I can't I can't gauge this movie at all. That's fair. Yeah. Because, yeah, you've not seen it yet, have you? No, it's funnily fine. enough. <laughs> you know, bad, so it's fine. Oh, wonderful. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I, get where you're, I get where you're coming from on the trailer. Um, I have no idea what this film's really going to end up being. Like, I, I don't really understand the full premise of it. I, I get bits of it, but I don't... <laughs> what, what I've seen doesn't look like a coherent film so far. No. <laughs> Which intrigues me a lot, but also I'm like, this is going to be a waste of my time. But I can't wait to I'll, see where it goes. Absolutely, I'll still watch it. Yeah, absolutely, and it might completely surprise us. Uh, maybe, like, like 
I mean, there's a couple of movies that Paris Hilton's been in that I've enjoyed. Yeah. Like, so there's potential. Yes, there is. There is potential. Pamela Anderson's back as a sheriff. As a, as a sheriff, because yeah, sure. That's, that's where I saw that going. I mean, she's she's done public facing roles, I guess, like public service roles. Yeah. Uh, Bay- I mean, Baywatch. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like I'm stretching here though. <laughs> <laughs> So, I yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm really, I'm really not sure on this at all. And so, when it was going through the the details for this, like looking at the director and stuff, right? So, the director and the other writer both worked on something called the Birthday Cake. Okay, I recognise the name. I'm, I'm sure I've seen that. Never heard of it, but you have a better knowledge than I do. Um, the thing that did stick out to me though was the, the other writer uh, I'm not even going to try and say his name because I will butcher it when you look at what he's been accredited to a lot of the stuff he's done has been like Iggy Pop stuff as an Iggy Pop? yeah as an Iggy Pop huh and th- that threw me for a loop because it's like the trailer by itself is like bewildering but then when you look deeper in it it becomes further bewildering okay Yeah, yeah, I did not, did not, uh, did not see it go in that direction. Nope, completely like took me by surprise. <laughs> if that film suddenly has a gay pop in it, I'll probably appreciate it more because, yeah, you know, I've seen terrible films where he pops up and it makes me happy. <laughs> uh, Dead Don't Die being being the prime example of that. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's not the route I thought that was going to go with that conversation, but never mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I just completely threw you for a loop there. Yeah, you did. Ah, okay. Yep. Well, maybe I'm more intrigued now. <laughs> let's let's see where that goes. Yeah. But yeah, I think it seems to just be a film that's trying to sell Ashley Benson post Pretty Little Liars. Yeah. Uh, uh, y- yeah. Good luck, I guess. Godspeed. I I watch and I will judge. Yeah, absolutely. One thing I did notice from the trailer though, and I I think it's the only time I've actually ever seen it in a movie, was so at the start it looks like the first person like it looks like it had is doing the same thing um, as what you're saying like second uh, screen does where it's like there's the like the pre credits kill. Mm-hmm. Um and you'd see it's a it's, it's a it's a woman who's like been you know, like a she's just I can't remember her name, I totally meant to write it. Um, so she's like a spokesperson and stuff um, but she's one of the very few people I've ever seen in the movie that has vitiligo I believe it is so you see she's got like, different pigmentations on her, ah, first, her, okay. her, her skin so like I, I've never seen that in a movie before not to the best of my memory anyway okay but that was cool that was a nice little thing okay. for me just kind of like it's a bit different like obviously this is a condition that people like have I'm not, yeah. I don't think suffer is the right term I think have is where I'm going to go with that and just that little bit of representation might be enough to kind of do some good. Okay. Yeah, no, that, that's quite interesting. I've, yeah, I can't think of anything that I can name that yeah has featured that before. So yeah, there we go. Yeah. Maybe, it's, maybe it's actually going to be a... Right, let's, let's, uh, not be, let's not be too hasty uh, on that statement. <laughs> I, I, I tried to start, then I just, I mean, I can't even finish it, but never mind. No, you, 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 you tried. I tried. I tried. I'll give you that. 
I tried. Paris Hilton. There we go. Yeah, that that's, that that summarizes that one. And then the next one that there there's another movie that I've seen that I'm going to make a comparison to. Okay. So the next movie is Fear. Yes. No. Obviously, the, the the trailer was interesting enough where it's just like, ah, oh, like, like, again, secluded location. Yeah. Like, um, it's very, it feels very similar, if not a darker tone of, is it Paradise Island the movie was called? Where it's the, the people oh. go out to that little, like, island and they kind of, they tell them what, like, their ultimate fantasy is. Of, fantasy like, Island. Fantasy Island, that's what it's called. I couldn't remember. Um, and it feels like it's just a darker flip on that. Okay, from what the trailer's showing, anyway. I mean, you do, you do, you do know the background of Fantasy Island as in like the film, right? Like, I, I mean, I watched the movie. That's but... so that was a darker version of a like sixties, seventies TV show. Oh, really? Like called Fantasy Island, where the whole premise was every episode, people go to this island. They like meet the guy, meet little what's name he's little like sidekick tattoo. Yes. The wonderful men. Go meet them, they'd tell their fantasies, he'd make them happen, they'd get a life lesson at the end, and they'd go off home happy that they'd got to experience this. Ah. It was a very whimsical like fantasy programme. And then checks out. they went, What if we took this? I mean High budget movie. Yep, let's take this, put it through Blumhouse. Yeah, and like a lot of things are done these days. What if we take this pleasant, pleasant idea <laughs> and really fuck with your childhood? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That that is uh, pretty much what Fantasy Island was. So this is yeah. <laughs> this is basically what you're saying: a darker version of a darker version. Of a whimsical TV show, basically. <laughs> cool, because like Fantasy Island, it, it, it obviously there was it was like the shock factor of like what it was kind of like pretending to be, and then what yep. actually happened. So you're like, oh, okay, maybe I didn't want this. Like, do you know what? Suddenly, getting revenge on that person in high school doesn't seem like such a good idea. Um, whereas this one is much more like, as opposed to you have this particular fantasy, is mm-hmm. it's whatever your deepest fear is. So like all the things that like keep you up at night and like it kind of goes well do you know what let's just manifest them for you shall we and like I'm intrigued curious to see like how far they're gonna go with each of their fears because there's like there's one guy I think one person just has blood yeah and then like the next like little like second or two you just see blood dripping and there's no you don't know what it is around that yeah so like my worry about that movie right because I looked at the cast and when you see the group of people there's I think it's between like 8 and 10 people that you see my worry is if it's like a movie that's like an hour 10 an hour 20 yeah how are you going to set up the theme of the film get them from like point A to point B of they're meeting they're going to their once again secluded location so you've got to spend like 10, 15, 20 minutes establishing that yeah you get there so maybe talking like you've got like an hour to 50 minutes to an hour left to then explore about 8 to 10 people's fears yeah 
my worry is it's just not going to have enough time to do it self-credit that I get that like yeah if it's quite as expansive a class as a crest cast as that excuse me uh, <laughs> yeah if it's as expansive a cast as that yeah I can understand that um, I'm always like, I'm always fascinated when films look into that idea of like fears and stuff that is just, that is that thing that's always like yeah as a topic it's like I'm always I never want to face mine but you know absolutely not <laughs> no <laughs> like but, wait, they're feared for a reason yeah <laughs> like yeah so yeah I, I'm fascinated to see other people face theirs and go haha yeah not 100% like, like I like to laugh as theirs you know oh yeah end up brutally you know smashing their face in or you know that's funny uh, yeah if anyone ever tries it to me that's not funny that's not funny <laughs> that's not funny in the slightest but I'll happily watch it happen to other people and yeah it's, it's clearly it's, it's, it's quite a low budget film I think like looking at it I, I can't figure that one out because there's moments where I'm like there's moments where I'm kind of looking at it and I'm like yeah this looks like a kind of a cheap B movie but then there's other scenes that they look like they properly splashed for that scene and it looks good. Okay. So I can't quite tell where I think that budget is. or like, so I, I want it to be good. I do. Because I love the concept behind it. I'm just worried it's not going to have enough screen time. Okay. Yeah, no, no I think uh, you made a good point in that. Like, I... I'll be interested to see how that pans out in terms of managing that many people. I'm hoping maybe maybe most of them will just die in the first ten minutes and we'll be fine, there'll only be three left. Just pulls a suicide squad on us. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I, I, I would be okay with that. I'd be alright with that. Um, Condense your cast. Yeah. It's I wonder like I wonder if there'll be a like a pre credit type thing for that, like in the same way, but like to set up the concept of okay, what's the yeah. fear and it's like oh this and then blah it kind of like just injects the kind of premise for you in the first maybe like five ten minutes then you go right okay cool I know what I'm in for you don't need to develop anything further yeah yeah it's, it's one where um, I'll be interested to see like what the end result is because again it's one that I've not seen much on outside of that trailer and I'm, that makes me curious as well like I'm always curious when a film does just kind of like pop up yeah um, so yeah this um, I'm I'll wait and see with bated breath I guess yeah, yeah let's go with that yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, it's definitely got it's definitely got my interest peaked yes so. yes 100% uh, and then we're going to move on to a movie that has quite a good cast um, which is I, when I was looking this up I was actually quite surprised by it Unwelcome yes now when you first start watching this trailer it, the thing that stands out to me about this trailer is how saturated it is like when you look at it the colours are incredibly vibrant like it yeah. looks it looks like um, like Balamori in terms of its colours <laughs> like, it's so bright and it's there, there's something to do with the way it's shot that reminds me yeah. of it's almost like, did you ever watch Dr. Parnassus at all? ah yeah yeah, yeah. So, Gallium, yeah. yeah so you know when like they, they went into like the what's it called? it's 
Imaginarium? Yeah, that's the one. There so, we go. Hey, so you see when in that, and then like you've seen how visually it looked different from when they were outside of it. It looks like they're using the same kind of technique ah. with the way that it's shot because it, it almost doesn't look real. Yeah. Which has me entirely fascinated. Okay. Purely from the, like that cinematography aspect. Um, I did have to then look up as to what on earth a red cap was. Because <laughs> it, it just got mentioned, like, oh yeah, you have to feed the red caps. And I'm like, what is a red cap? It's like, I had a preconceived idea of what it was. <laughs> I was like, I better double check just to make sure. So uh, for anyone that isn't familiar, the term red cap, in terms of like Irish folklore, it, it refers to a goblin. Yeah. So... So we're getting like a goblin slasher set in Ireland? Pretty much, is, is what it is. It's kind of, yeah, like obviously it's going to, it's, it's got its kind of like folk horror vibe. That seems to be something that's coming up a lot again in a minute, uh, the old folk horror films. I'm okay with those. Uh, yeah, like, um, again, it's, I'm interested to, the concept of, yeah, these, you know, like, goblins like that you need to like constantly feed or yeah that's that's pretty much you it was interesting in the trailer because like there's i think there's maybe like a couple frames in the trailer where if like you stop it you can see the general shape of the goblin Uh but there's very little like detail on them it's it's very much like you're talking maybe like two or three frames total in the, the, the trailer um but the cast for that movie, if you looked at it, <laughs> it's it's much more of an all-star cast than what I was expecting from it. Yeah, like they've definitely sort of like gone out of their way to get some like fairly decent names for it. Yeah, so um, I'm, I like this. This is one of the ones that completely fascinates me because I, I just because of the cinematography, like it, I was very much sold on it from that kind of perspective. Um, at the start of the trailer, before it mentions anything about red caps, it did feel like it was kind of almost angling the same way that men did. Yes. So like there, there was like it, initially there was similarities until like kind of like red caps. And I went oh divergent like very very rapidly. Um, yeah, I, I really want this one to be good. Like yeah, I really want this to be good. It, it's, it's one now I really want to like. I really want to see be a good film yeah like I think that is it um, from the trailer it got me enough but like again though it was like you mentioning men I remember watching the trailer for that and going this looked really interesting final product wise I was a bit like eh I haven't I, I, it's one of those ones that I want I want men to be good and I don't think it can be as good as what I want it to, so I've not watched it. <laughs> it's like, it's got, I mean, out of any film I saw last year, Men has a scene I will never forget. Uh, That's a statement in and of itself. <laughs> I think anyone you ask about that film will remember one specific scene from that film. Oh no. Uh, because it just stays with you. And this weird sort of, what did I just watch? And why did I just watch? Um, why is a question we're definitely going to ask a couple times in this I think so and that that film by the end of it is very much like very much 
uh, why, why, why did you go this route? It's it's an all right film, man. Overall, like, but again, I think folk horror films always get my interest peaked, and then I watch the finished product and kind of go, and I, I, I enjoyed that to a degree. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of hoping this one might break that for me. Like, I really hope it like manages to break that cycle and it's one more come and go yes yes you, you fully succeeded in what I wanted you to do 100% with you on that one I, uh, I believe that actually comes out t- the, today that we're recording actually I think yeah. so Unwelcome should be out today and um, Fear should be out today um, Alone at Night Sick and Megan should be out today oh well, sorry they should already be out sorry um, and I think there's one more movie that should be coming out today as well which is our next one which is the one that I'm least interested in okay and it's Infinity Pool okay so I like I like like, I'm a big Cronenberg fan both father and son um always very body horror sort of aesthetic to the films um and yeah i mean he's very much been following his father's footsteps in terms of like his films being very surreal very visceral films um and yeah this looks no different um it, it looks like it's an absolute sort of mind I'm trying to be polite. <laughs> yeah. Like an absolute, uh, I may as well say it, main fuck of a film. But yeah, it's it's one of those ones where, I, again, it's like the cast is quite like, great. Like, um, yeah, do you know how nice it is to see the other Scars guards doing stuff? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what? It's your turn. Yeah. Like, I'm, like obviously, like, Oscar's gonna get so like blown up because of like, his performance and like it and stuff like that. Like yeah. obviously, he very much had the limelight for a little. He still has the limelight actually, given that he's he's in the new John Wick movie, isn't he? Yes. Um. So like seeing, I totally forgot that um Alex Skarsgård was Eric in True Blood. That's right. Yeah. Oh god, I forgot that. that yeah, <laughs> I completely forgot until I was like. I was taking notes and I was just like oh oh yeah I watched that show I clearly don't remember anything about the show but no. I remember watching it so you get Skarsgård Maya Goth of course uh, which she's love her yeah she's very much in last year like managed to make her name for herself especially in like horror I mean she she was already kind of going that route beforehand she'd been in Suspiria and such and then yeah, obviously with X last year. She, yeah, definitely made a mark. Pearl, again, even more so probably, because that was very much just... That was her film. Yeah, it was just a showcase for her, like, from yeah. getting to end. And obviously she's going to get to do it again this year with Maxine. Um, very excited for that. Which we will talk about more in next the, episode. the next episode. <laughs> but, yeah, like, she's definitely blowing up at the minute um and it's worth it like it absolutely should be like she's great 
Like she very much captivates you in anything she does. I think her part in this looks very similar in terms of she can go from zero to a hundred. It looks like. Yeah. Um, I was talking to someone the other day, like a friend of mine uh, who had just watched Pearl, and he said it should just have been called "Isn't Mia Goth Scary When She Shouts," and it's true because she yeah. manages to convey that just by being very loud. She suddenly yeah. just comes across a lot more frightening. And like now you mention it, actually, yeah, <laughs> just kind of thinking back to Pearl, like. Yeah, the moments where she was loud, like you, there was a like a, oh, what's she gonna do? Like, yeah. yeah. On the subject of my, I don't know if I've ever told you this. Um, so there was a day where I'd went into Damage Society, um, because I'd seen that they had some cool T-shirts. Um, I was like, okay, we nosy, and I went up, got to the check, got the cash desk, and I looked up, and uh, they do a thing where it's like a question of the week. Okay. The question of the week was, who's your favourite actor or actress with no eyebrows? <laughs> and at the bottom of it said, <laughs> what was it like, well, honorary mention to Maya Gong. <laughs> I was just like, at the time I didn't know who she was though. Okay. So this is before I'd seen like Parallel X and yep. I was just like, that one because I like the name and then obviously I watched Pearl and X and I'm like no yeah she is like she's actually my favourite person with no eyebrows now you mentioned it <laughs> fact you can convey so much without them says even more it's for really it. impressive actually <laughs> so this movie conceptually looks interesting like with the the kind of the premise of this community this culture wherever that is set again begins at a secluded location it's a it's a resort <laughs> that's like supposed to be out like the middle of nowhere yeah they leave the resort they find that this a this place where they're at has like a zero tolerance on like any crime and pretty much every crime seems to be punishable by death which feels about extreme but if you're rich enough you can pay for a body double yes and they get executed instead i I'm curious about that part where it's like, is it a, is it a person that's like, what underwent like plastic surgery to look like the person, or is it a they've cloned the person and they're watching their clone type thing? Yeah. So it goes from like that to then almost like the purge where they're in masks and they're suddenly committing more crimes, <laughs> and I, I, it went from like I I just like the connection there just then like gel with me and I think that's maybe why I'm not looking forward to this one okay and I don't know if it's just that I don't know if this one's going to be a case of the film's going to be great yeah. but the trailer just intentionally like completely red herring you so you don't know what you're actually going into yeah like again like I just yeah like in it obviously David Cronenberg had done um, I was always a big fan of they were trippy they times made no sense but visually, they're very striking films, and uh, he's very much like uh, uh, has a message in there. Like, if you've uh, if you watched much of like David Cronenberg stuff, like he had Videodrome. Uh, Just gonna look this up. Insert typing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why has my phone disappeared from this? 
unsure. There is there. There you go. Anyway, continue talking. I'll look so yeah, like, like, there we go. This as as Declan investigates. Yeah, like David Cronenberg films always weird, surreal. Very he was very much a big part of like body horror. Like always on the fly. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that makes sense. Um. And yeah, old uh, Cronenberg Jr. there is looking to very much. He's very much followed that sort of pattern. These films, and it feels like a disservice to him to say that he's just being his dad because these films do have their own feel to them at the same time. Like it's not like you know, just nepotism that he's making films for the sake of it like he is very good at visually what he does um so I'm, I'm kind of intrigued to see where infinity pool goes again just from the cast and his direction and how mental his stories can be uh i do expect there to be some uh twists and turns twists and turns and wacky body mutilating hijinks going on throughout its runtime <laughs> but yeah no, I, I think yeah I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing it um, and I'll, I guess I'll let you know where it's like first and then you'll probably see it before I will I probably will yeah yeah I like I, I like the I like the, the I'm intrigued by like the culture aspect of it more than anything uh-huh. of like the zero tolerance and the mm-hmm. um, like how everything's like punishable by death and then obviously seeing how like they go off what is effectively the deep end when they learn as long as they're rich enough they can do what they want yep. basically that has me fascinated but we'll see it's very much a we'll see for me okay I might very well come by and be like do you know what take it back this is all excellent don't know why I was so worried about the movie like <laughs> who knows who knows exactly. oh man right. I have a theory I have a theory about this next movie um and you'll probably get why I went down this road with it. Knock at the cabin. Yes. Right. I. You cannot tell me at this point. I will not believe anyone that tells me otherwise. This is a prequel to Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> okay. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, it's it's twists go. I mean, I, I wouldn't discount it. No, <laughs> like, for, so like, obviously, like, Cabin in the Woods is very much a we need to sacrifice people to appease this like elder god that resides yeah. within the, the you know the center of the earth, apparently. Um, whereas this one is very much a you have Dave Batista and Ronald Weasley appearing <laughs> at your door and telling you one of these has to make a sacrifice to save the world, like, so like. The one thing that I did appreciate from because I like I watched the trailer one trailer two today, and one thing I do appreciate about about this, um, as opposed to what Cabin in the Wood did, was in Knock at the Cabin the trailer show you like the oh the apocalypse is coming, and then they do show you shots of like things are going wrong where there's these like massive tidal waves that are like 40, yeah. 50, 60 feet tall. You see planes just like falling out the sky and stuff. So it has this actual sense of there's an apocalypse coming. Uh huh. Whereas that was like Cameron, it was like that for me. It was very much, it was always been like, 
the world's gonna end if we don't do this like the world's gonna end it mentions it and then so goes alright yeah the world ended lol <laughs> like <laughs> you never had that impending yeah. feeling but obviously Cameron in the Woods is a very special like movie by itself oh absolutely yeah. like it's 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 a so yeah no the, the entire like thing about it being a prequel is very okay. much a joke but part of me wants to oh. believe it um I mean like say though it's twists it and I'm gonna do this I was going to see which one of us would go first and try to say this. But, as Kristen and M. Night Shyamalan movie goes... <laughs> that was a good effort. That was a good effort. I respect it. Thank you. I, I... I got it out. There we go. It's fine. <laughs> it's my turn next. <laughs> it is. I'm going to make sure you have to say it before the end of this. But oh, no. As twists as, <laughs> as twists go in his films... Wouldn't be the worst, because let's no. be let's be fair. Can't really remember a film of his I've enjoyed, and I actually, if I was saying retrospect, look back at these films, I don't know if now I would say I enjoyed any of them. <laughs> um, just look at the ones that like, I've, I've I've got here. Uh-huh. Now, if this movie is the one I think it is. I've taken a note, but I'm terrible for thinking. Right, so... Are you going to say old? I actually really enjoyed old. Uh. <laughs> like, it's not like it was a mad twist in it or anything like that, but I, I, I did love, like, the direction that it went. I, I didn't really like the way that they, like, solved the beach. That was awful, to be quite frank. Everything, everything up till that point thoroughly enjoyed thought it was great I was like yep no I can totally get on board with this like oh my god this is terrifying the thought of this nope don't like that obviously done Sixth Sense he done Signs I enjoyed those movies but this is from a nostalgia perspective I've not watched them since I was a teenager that's fair like I I can't remember last time I saw it and I think that's what I mean Sixth Sense I've not seen in years and I feel if I went back now I would not yeah. like it. I remember enjoying the twist at the time. But it I might th- feel a bit... think I did? I think I questioned it more by the end of it than I expected to. Because I did that thing where I went, but... But you saw him sitting with people. Why didn't they go, she's rude, when the little boy's mum clearly wasn't acknowledging him. I was like, did they sit and have an entire conversation when he just spoke <laughs> and she <laughs> was like <laughs> looking at her watch? Did he, he, he didn't sort of say to him, here, your mum's a bit rude. Yeah, just so there was points like in it. I was like, but it makes no sense. And maybe uh, I feel now that would be just heightened. Uh, what other films? He done uh, Unbreakable in uh, Glass. Which so I've not seen either. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen Unbreakable. Um, is that is that the one with Bruce Willis? Yes, right. Not very good. Uh, Samuel Jackson as well being Samuel Jackson but in a wheelchair from what I remember um, he's very Samuel Jackson in it um, Bruce Willis is very Bruce Willis uh, yeah it's not a very good film <laughs> then before Glass obviously there was Split Split was actually I take it back I didn't mind Split mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's a trilogy of movies that I haven't watched I should probably get around to watching it's like I 
I think probably what took my enjoyment away from Split Behind a bit is the fact that it then went, haha, got you. This is actually a secret sequel to Unbreakable. And I went, oh, oh. fuck off. <laughs> I went, no, you're not. I was like, Shyamalan got drunk. I went, <laughs> eh. Wouldn't this be a laugh? <laughs> Let's see what Bruce Willis is up to these days and pop him in there at the end. Then make an entire film with him, Samuel Jackson and James McElroy just being mental for an hour and a half to see who can chew scenery more. And I think it's a, think it's a tough, tough call in that film. <laughs> I think Samuel Jackson, I think, still comes out on top because he always will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's a trilogy of films. No, it, he ruins it by going, ha-ha, got you. Wait till, we, wait till my epic, epic ending, which will be immense. <laughs> and no one will enjoy it. And that's exactly what happened. And I'm angry at him for that. Maybe that's why I refuse to like him. He did. Old, I felt I aged about the same as the people in that film did watching it. <laughs> I had hair before then, Declan. Oh my. No, I didn't. You know I didn't. But <laughs> I don't know. Your, your cap is sitting slightly higher than it usually does. Like, I, I, I do want to believe there's like, you know, a hair under there. <laughs> <laughs> A very old hair after watching that film. <laughs> it went grey. <laughs> Still <that> one hair. <laughs> so, right, the, there's one thing about this movie. Oh which... yeah, we're talking about Knock at the Door, aren't we? Yeah, Knock yeah. at the Cabin, yeah. Sorry, Knock at the Cabin. There's a door in the cabin, all right. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank I, you. I mean, I mean they, they do chat. They are polite. Like, they chat, they break in, they then tie them up and be like, lol, one of has to make a sacrifice. <laughs> or the world blows up. Um, right, so the thing that gets me the most about this, right? So I, I, like, I love Batista, right? Just like, oh, I, yeah. I enjoy them from wrestling. I've, I've enjoyed like watching them like past wrestling. Like, I, I just enjoy him as a person. Mm-hmm. Now there was an interview where obviously, like, for anyone that doesn't know, he's not going to be doing Drax anymore. Like, he's leaving it. He's left the MCU yeah, pretty yeah. much. Like, so. And he was quoted on saying that he didn't want Drax to be his legacy. He wanted to do more serious roles. Yeah. And then immediately off the back of that statement releases Glass Onion yep. and Knock at the Cabin. <laughs> <laughs> I have questions. <laughs> like, he was part of the he was part of the MCU, which is arguably one of the biggest things in the world right now. Yeah. And then went, nah. I want more serious roles. Went into a detective mystery movie and an M. Night Shyamalan movie. There we go, two for two. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't, I don't know where that signposting was for him. Like, I don't know why he, he thought. You know what? Jump from MCU to this makes perfect sense in terms of growth for my career. I don't see where that jump is. He actually, in that sense, reminds me of another actor who we will be mentioning shortly. Oh dear. Uh, just in that statement you made, I mean, that very much reminds me of someone else who, who we will end up, I'm sure, talking about passionately and for a long time. Oh no. <laughs> and That's... I feel you know who it is. 
I'm sure I'll know as soon as we get to it. <laughs> and then I'll be like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I mean, Batista is, he is very much a big name for films at the minute. And you know yeah. what? He's good at it. Like, you know what? I'll give him that. Absolutely. Like, I, I, I just love him. Like, he's, yeah. he's, he's my kind of, like, he's my kind of person. And I really, like, I was watching a couple of interviews with him recently after, like, this and there was an interesting thing where he like he, he just he's been absolutely decorating tattoos like he's got way way more recently yeah. and I learned that he co-owns a tattoo studio he doesn't tattoo he just always wanted to own a tattoo studio so Fair he owns enough. a tattoo studio <laughs> um, and there was there was actually there was a great scene um, in this interview where he was talking about like, his tattoos and there was one in particular that he said was a cover up because him and another person used to have the same tattoos like team tattoos they called it ah okay yeah and it got covered up because the person the other person came out as like a massive homophobe okay and in the interview he's like I immediately had to get that covered that's a big problem for me because he's like he's like my mum's my mum's a lesbian and he's like oh, that doesn't fly with me and I was like and he's a good guy as well perfect I like this man <laughs> So yeah, I've got a lot of time for Batista. <laughs> Rightfully so. Yeah, no, Rightfully absolutely. So. And oh, I was going to say this may be the wackiest film on this list, but it's actually not. The film after it is as much as you're not going to believe it. Um, the next movie, it's uh, our wonderful public domain movie. Oh, I had to think for a minute. I was like, yeah. what is this? Ah, yes. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. <laughs> Man, where do you start with this one? <laughs> it's, again, it's like, it's part of this trend that seems to have come around. I think, going back the last couple of years, the first one that really kind of did it was The Banana Splits. Loved it. I mean, that was a great film. Yes. It was ridiculous. 100%. It was... Banana Cadabra. <laughs> I forgot about Banana Cadabra. And that, that, what, that scene lives with me on a daily basis. It, honestly, the pure joy that I felt with that scene, I cannot describe it to you. Every time that I see it or think about it, I get a little tear in my eye because of like how just funny it was for me. <laughs> And like, see the amount of people I tell about that movie, and they're like, "Oh, it sounds alright." And I'm like, no, "No, let me tell you about the scene," and then you'll want to watch it. And true enough, they got themselves laughing at the, just the thought of that scene. And I'm like, "Cool, perfect, go watch it now," like because it's fantastic. <laughs> so getting away from banana splits and going back but to public yeah, domain, it's like <laughs> it's, it's very much taken that. It's it's one of those like trends again, like Fantasy Island. It's taken this like wholesome childhood memory and stamping on it till it's a bloody patch on the floor because yeah. we've had yeah banana splits we had obviously I've not seen it yet but we had uh, the main one which was the Grinch uh, oh yeah oh my god I forgot about that yeah and then and I now, do want to watch that I'd, I'll be interested to see it like um, yeah. and then yeah we've got this we've got Winnie the Pooh because yeah. That is the obvious choice to go for yeah. for a slasher film. 
So my my notes for this, I don't think you've seen these actually before before we got to this because you'd seen the first part before I'd added the talking points. Um, so my first talking point is why, um, and then the, the second talking point is no, but seriously, why? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and like, if if you haven't seen the trailer yet, the 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 concept is basically Christopher Robin grew up and left. And he left everybody behind. And when you see the start of the trailer, he's brought who I'm presuming is his girlfriend back. And yep. he's like, oh, no, like, I need to meet everybody. You need to meet them. It's like, you know, Eeyore and Pooh and Piglet and Tigger and blah, blah, blah. And then as they're walking, you just see, like, in the background, there's this, what is effectively supposed to be, like, a, a plank of what is a tombstone just yeah. says E-R-R-I-P. And I'm like, well, my mom's going to be heartbroken because Eeyore's a favourite. <laughs> <laughs> And then it pretty much goes, oh, so Winnie the Pooh and Piglet went feral after Christopher Robin left. Obviously. Which, so this is where I'm going to have a slight issue with the movie. Because <laughs> wasn't it just always insinuated that, like, they weren't real? Like, those characters weren't actual things that existed. It was very much a, they were his imaginary best friends type thing. Whereas, yes. This is basically when, no, these are real creatures. Yeah. That's... And, you know, like, they've both developed functioning hands and feet and they wear clothes. Like, full clothes. Yeah. Full clothes. I was, I was confused. That was the... Do you know the one scene that gets me in that trailer, actually? It's the scene where the girl gets scared and you see her physically take a step back and then jump backwards into the pool. <laughs> and then followed suit with, I think it's Piglet you see. Yeah. Goes in the pool with her and then slowly walks at her with a sledgehammer. <laughs> like I, 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 man, it just it looks so low budget. Oh yeah, but like in the best possible way, because it's like you see you see the actors' hands, like you see their actual hands. They're not. It's not like they're painted or anything like that. It's like oh yeah, we'll paint our hands yellow, so you know they get there idea of it yeah. is basically people dressed as regular people with a mask on yeah that, that pretty much is it like it's I mean I like the fact that the thing that we were most baffled by in this earlier part of the conversation is they're wearing clothes yes 100% <laughs> like, let's be fair like Piglet I, I don't even know Piglet actually really wore clothes he just had this like pink all-encompassing bodysuit, I guess. And, like, obviously they can't go the route of Pooh wearing a red t-shirt because that's Disney. Decency, yeah. <laughs> Decency. Oh, Disney, sure. Let's go Disney. <laughs> Decency. That is. It's, it, that, the red that's t-shirt is... The iconic look of... Is copyrighted. That look is copyrighted to Disney still. Oh, so they can use the character of Winnie the Pooh, but they can't use anything that would infringe on what Disney own. So, so they give him like, a red shirt and overalls. We won't see him say, oh bother, before he smashes someone's head in. Because that belongs to Disney. That's so. actually really disappointing. <laughs> I would have been far happier with this film at this concept of him going, oh bother, and then smash it. Oh man. And I think that's it, because it doesn't look like they talk at any point, from what I can tell. Which, which I'm okay with. I don't know. I mean, I feel that, you know... I like a sassy horror villain. 
Well, I don't know. Like you hear, you've heard in the trailer, you hear the um, you hear like the pig noises and stuff like that. Like obviously, I'm assuming it's supposed to be them. Yeah. Well, I hope it looks pig-like. If Pooh's making pig noises, that's what noise is he going to make? He's not going to exactly going to roar at you, is he? I don't know. I mean, I mean, he's he's, he's Pooh Bear. Ah, he's so... Pooh Bear that's cutting up. <laughs> I mean, I guess, yeah. Like, I like how that's where we're, we're having a dispute. It's like, oh, what sounds are they going to make? No, I like... mean, if they're not going to talk in polite voices like they do, because Disney won't allow it. Yeah. Stupid Disney. <laughs> let's, let's at least make them do something other than random pig noises and whatever Pooh will do. Maybe, maybe, it'll, maybe they will talk. I don't know. I don't know why I'm so hung up on this now. <laughs> I'm just hung up on the idea of them talking now. It's like, I feel I'll come out of it going, they didn't talk though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I that'll think... be my bugbear, apparently. <laughs> apparently, that's going to be mine as well. Yeah. So, um, that, this is another one that if, if you haven't seen this trailer, go watch the trailer. I. Man, I, I don't know what to make of this at all. Like, and then, like, looking at the... So there's only one writer, right? Uh-huh. Who is the director. And when you look at everything that he's done, it's mm-hmm. all, like, B-horror movie stuff. So, like, this makes total sense in that capacity. Yeah. Like, and when, this, when you look at the cast as well, like, there's nothing in the cast that I can be like, I recognise that. It just feels like all these just obscure things. And I'm just like, I... I don't know who anyone in this movie is like at all. See if this is a smash hit. By the way, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be upset. <laughs> I mean, again, look at like. I mean, am I right in thinking? Am I right in thinking that the mean one did pretty well in the cinema in America? Am uh, I right in thinking now? Did that like that got a cinema release in America? It did yeah. It was going to be straight to streaming. Yeah, that would make sense. And then about a week before, they're like, nah, we're putting it in the cinema. Which is how I've never seen it, because obviously they took away my streaming privileges of being able oh, to see it. Oh, of course. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't stream. Don't know what you're talking about. But, yeah, it's... I'm sure that did fairly well. I mean, but, the trailer did look kind of good. <laughs> did it, though? <laughs> The Grinch, in particular, looked great in the trailer. Everything else around that looked awful. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I suppose, as a charismatic character that you're going to have as your main point, the Grinch will be it. Even though he doesn't talk either in the film. Which, again... Oh, man. To be fair, for me, like no one's ever going to live up to Jim Carrey as the Grinch. Yeah. Which... But, again, how can you have the Grinch... Sorry, the mean one copyrights oh yep sorry yep, yep. Uh, how can you have that character not saying again sassy character yeah but hmm. again uh, oh the clown that, that that was the same guy that plays him yeah I remember reading that yeah and I still need to watch the, the terrorizer movies actually that's a conversation for another day <laughs> It's not ter- Terrifier, is Terrifier. It? Yeah, Terrorizer. Man. But again, I feel that film probably got a cinema release. Like, 
the meme one got a serum release because Terrifier 2 got a, a that got a limited theater release and then it sort of like grew from there didn't it it kind of like blew up yeah. um, again that's yeah I, I feel that's a discussion that we'll have at some point probably <laughs> I have views um, <laughs> but yeah I think Winnie the Pooh is going to attract people just from the sheer, sheer silliness of that premise 100% and I'll be interested to see what happens with it. I, I really want to see if that blows up when it comes out in a couple of weeks. Yeah. That's, that's how, what, da, 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 15th of February? That's yeah. what we're talking Oh my. Well, that'll be interesting. Uh, and if we're saying that's silly, the next the next movie on our list is arguably the most ridiculous. But if it's one I'm thinking of, most genius as well. 100% cocaine bear. Absolutely. I, man, like, I, I seen the trailer for this, uh, I just kind of sat there going, I have so many questions, <laughs> and then I decided to dig into it because yeah. it's based on true events, so I was like, okay, fascinating, let's have a wee gander. The, the true events aren't as exciting as what the movie's showing. No. The true events were basically a, a, a bear ate five kilograms of coke and died. And then basically exploded from <laughs> the inside. Basically, yeah. yeah. Now... You looked at the director for this. Yes, Elizabeth Banks, <laughs> who done Pitch Perfect and Charlie's Angels. <laughs> so fascinating. All right, I'm on board. They're written by Jimmy Warden. Yes. Who done the Babysitter? Yeah. Killer Queen. And Amazing. then you look at the cast, and like the cast is excellent. Yeah. Again, another film that has this weirdly stacked cast yeah 100% stacked and this is actually one of the few movies that I think I've seen of late that there's a so in the trailer you see the the people that turn up to the bear and you see him open the door and go oh the guy with the moustache he's a TikTok star oh. that's his big thing he was uh, he done the videos of it's like it's like customer service videos where someone comes yeah. in and they be like, "Oh, really? You tell me how to do my job, that sort of thing." And like, it's it's so weird seeing people like from TikTok maybe in these like small short videos to suddenly like, "Oh, they're in the movie that Universal's doing." Well, again, like say like Jenna Davis it voices Megan. She blew up yeah. from TikTok. It seems to be becoming like the thing now. I guess I mean like t- I guess it's a decent way to find like talent. There's definitely floating quotations around that. Um. Yeah, no, this this movie has me utterly intrigued because it's going to be absolutely like balls to the walls ridiculous. Oh yeah, and I I'm I'm so ready for this ride. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, yeah, I the joy I had when I watched that trailer for the first time was was so much. Oh yes, I I saw it pop up and I went, I'm sorry. I think I had the exact same reaction. Repeat that title to me. <laughs> like, I think I watched it and I just sat in pure disbelief and just what I'd watched. I went, right, Jodie, watch this trailer. <laughs> and as she watched it, she went, what is any of this? <laughs> Yeah, like I think I, I instantly just started sending it to people afterwards. Oh, I was like, yes. watch this. Thank me later. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, I, it's the most 
fun I've had watching a trailer for a long time. Yes. Like, I I watched that, man. I haven't even seen this film, and I'm already enjoying every second of this yep. film. <laughs> like, I feel like this is going to be... Like, what you were saying about Megan, like, it's a film that's so aware of what it is. Obviously, yep. this looks going to be far more comical. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I'm, I'm so on board for that. Like, I, I so want to... Like, this this is one of, like, the most, like, up there ones for me. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, like, for this, at least, like, the next few months, I think that's, yeah. Yes. Very much one I'm looking forward yes. to. Like, like, like you say about the real story, and, like, you know, there's not much to that story. No. <laughs> and I think it was much like you, I fell down a rabbit hole reading about how this film even came to be. Like, everything like that. <laughs> And I think it was The Guardian, I want to say, or The Independent. Someone had done an article last year about the fact this film was going to be coming into existence. And they were like... They basically speculated in the plot. And they went, so the plot will probably be this, like, historical crime drama about how he (laughs) stole the cocaine, this guy. (laughs) How he, like, smuggled it out. And about the inevitable end of what happened. And that is what they thought this film was going to be. Couldn't have been I any wouldn't have seen wrong. their reaction when the trailer came out. Oh, to be a fly on that wall would have been amazing. To be like, ah, mm, right, we were wrong, <laughs> I guess. Oh man, no, this this one I'm I'm so so on board for. Like, uh, th- th- there's one of those ones that's like. There's not really much to say about this trailer. Like, no, it very much does exactly what it says on the tin. There's a bear, it takes a ton of cocaine, goes nuts. Yeah, has a stacked cast. Yeah, Tada! Like, that, that's it, really. Like, yeah, that's... yeah. I, I'm so excited for this one. And <laughs> <sighs> now the one that I think is probably going to be the most that we might be divided on. Mm-hmm. I think oh no actually I think I know which one might be divided on more <laughs> the new Scream movie we could be the most divided on this one maybe we'll see it might, might, maybe the last one that we're the most divided on okay because so, oh you go actually no no no, no. So, uh, so the thing so Scream 6 trailer like it, it the hype around this release of this trailer was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Like, I would argue it's probably this was more hype than 5 was. Probably. Probably because 5 was a gamble that paid off. This is building on the success of that. So, this is where I don't know if I'm with that because, like, 5 was very much... Five felt very typical scream. Okay. Whereas this one, like when I'm watching the trailer, it um, it, it feels like it's not quite a scream movie. So far, it feels like it has the 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 identity, like the essence of like what makes scream with like its characters. Uh-huh. But it looks like it's trying to go. Oh, a, a touch darker than what it has previously. Okay. 
I see where you're coming from on that. Like, I mean, same time though. When I say build on the success, I mean build on the fact that coming back, sans West Craven, eleven years after your last film didn't really make that much, which I also have many thoughts on. Oh yeah, because um, <laughs> Scream Four for me, I loved Scream Four. Didn't do that well. Kind of shut the franchise down for a while. Um, coming back, Wes Craven's gone. Uh, you're struggling to get like Neve Campbell and stuff to sign back up. Radio Silence as directors. I mean, Radio or not, it's a great film. But can they take that and successfully build that into the world? It already exists and make it. Okay, yeah, yeah. And revitalize that again. And okay. they did it. Like, they did it. And I know I'm in a mind. I'm in more of a minority than I expected to be, but I didn't really enjoy Scream 2022. I there's just something about that film that didn't click with me, and it's that I mean all the elements are there, like you say, towns there, Ghostface, hijinks, fucking Nev Campbell, uh, Courtney Cox, David Arquette are all back. But there was just something about it that just didn't mesh for me as a film. Um, I, I get. I do remember us talking about that. Um, I think for me, I think what maybe sets the film apart for us, this might sound a bit odd, but hear me out, is our social media usage. Okay. So I had like I spend a lot more time on Twitter uh-huh. than anything else. And see if you don't have Twitter, do you? No. Sweet. Twitter's a cesspool. Like, see everything that Scream. Have we seen five or is it just Scream? Um, we'll just we'll Scream 2022. Yeah. Right. Everything that Scream 2022 is trying to show you with like the how like meta quote yeah, unquote it yeah. was going. I see that every day on Twitter. So like. It struck a chord with me in that note, and I think that's maybe why I enjoyed it more than you did. Okay. Was just because of, like, how much it felt like it was trying to push that direction with, like, how toxic fan bases and, like, how extreme fan bases can go. Because you see it, like, it's all over Twitter. Like, there was a... the prime A good example for me, right? I, I, I play one particular game, and I follow the developer on Twitter. Yeah. And they posted up, and it was like a picture of his dog or something like that. And when you leave comments, there's nothing about the dog. It was like, the game's garbage, fix your game. Like, that's all that it is. Like, okay. It's awful. Like, Twitter is very much the social media of everybody has to have an opinion on everything, and your opinion's wrong because someone else said so. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I think that's why Screen 2022 struck a chord with me because okay. I see that all the time fair like yeah I just that that could be it maybe I just didn't connect with it in the same way but I don't know it just it just felt something felt off in terms of its overall sort of execution for me like I appreciated that they brought back like legacy characters and stuff like but at the same time I finished it going that film could have existed fine to be honest if at least 
Neil Campbell wasn't there or Courtney Cox wasn't there. Their parts felt yeah minimal and not really worth them being in it. Like I, other than to go, they're here. Look who this is. Hundred percent agree with that. And I felt that I felt that was kind of bad. Like I felt bad for them for that because like I mean they apparently seem to love doing it. That's fine. I'm happy to be back. But yeah. I just felt as for the characters, it just there was no point to it. Like you could easily have taken them out. David Arquette, you know what? Keep him in. His his, part his role was great. Um, but those two just felt kind of shoehorned in. I went, I mean, it just yeah. felt pandering more than anything else. And I was like, Ugh. and so in some ways for Scream Six, I'm hoping it can kind of shake off having to link itself two of the past ones but at the same time from watching the trailer it looks like it's very much tying itself into previous films again because it's this there's a ghost face museum that comes up yeah you bring back Kirby from Scream 4 again that just it feels like she's in it to go hey let's settle that debate she wasn't dead because in Scream 4 it was very much like did she survive was she dead I could see that but apparently she asked to come back she got in touch with him and begged to have a part in it so you know what cool they gave her yeah. it but at the same time I'm hoping as a character it's worthwhile her whole part isn't just to be like hey look who she is yeah Courtney like- Cox <laughs> I mean it's again she's there because she's an old character and it's yeah. like but there's no I can't think why she is there with this set of characters anymore it's like oh then I have experience with this yeah like, and it's yeah. like I just feel that it it would probably for me succeed more if it just cut ties with what came before and tried to be its own thing yeah. setting it in a whole new city and the direction you're seeing it going cool that's fine but the fact it keeps kind of trying to tie itself back it's like ugh. and I don't know like in terms of characters as well, I just, I just don't really. It's nothing against like anyone that plays them. I just find, especially Sam, who's supposed to be a big like main character, just a really dull character. Yeah. And it's like I don't really care what she does. Like I was talking to a friend the other day, and he went, "I actually forgot she was the main character of Scream 2022 yeah, until." I saw the trailer for Scream 6 and went, oh yeah, you're a big part of this. Yes. This franchise now circles around you. But at the same time, it's like, what I'm interested to see is <laughs> Jenna Ortega's part in this because she's obviously blew up, blew up as well. Yes. Um, again, last year she was in X, she was in Scream. Wednesday. Uh, and Wednesday she was in blew up. Studio 666 as well. Um, oh, that was the, was that the Foo Fighters one yep I've not watched that actually. pops up in that as well so she kind of like yeah blew up as like this big like genre like actress and I'm interested to see how much emphasis gets put on her in this one like for her character I feel yeah. they'll probably give her a bit more to do in this other than being a giant pincushion which is pretty much the entire Character can scream twenty twenty two. So, 
so for me, I I I will quite happily do it without Sydney in this one. I feel like Sydney's yeah. Like, I, I I don't think she needed to be in the last one. Oh, uh-huh. I was okay with the legacy characters in twenty twenty two because it was almost supposed to. Be, it felt like it was supposed to be like a pass of the torch. That's yeah. what it felt like. And then obviously you see the trailer and you see Courtney again. You're still like, well, well mm, don't know if you needed to be here. Like yeah. we could have easily like had you just like not yeah. be here anymore for me with um I've just forgotten her name from Scream 4 uh, Kirby Kirby yeah Kirby for me if she fulfills the, the role that Dewey did yeah in 2022 I'll be okay with that because like from like looking about like it does seem that in this she is a police officer like that's yeah. her like that's what she's done if she fulfills that same kind of role I'm good with that Courtney, I can, I can take her leave her at this point. Um, the trailer, the the scenes that she had in the yeah. trailer, those scenes looked excellent though. Yeah, like I, I loved. The thing that I really enjoyed about that scene was the the, the use of like camera focus because obviously the camera's very focused on her. The background's all blurred, and you yeah. can see the action, the blurred action in the background, so you know something's going on. And yeah. You're like, oh, okay, right, I'm intrigued. Um, the, it's not quite a subway it's, it's like the, the train track kind of scene oh yeah, um, yeah where they're on the train love that scene that's that's up there for me like I loved everything about that like see scenes that like play on like your vision of like you can see you can't see you can see you yeah. can't see I love that sort of stuff so the fact that we're passing through and it was like black lights up everything's moved like I love that stuff so like that that struck a chord with me um I like the idea that this ghost face is it seems to be kind of going in the direction of this ghost face is familiar with what previous ghost faces have done yeah and has like learned how to not go that direction almost yeah. like like an, an evolution to a degree is maybe the term I'm looking for so like I'm fascinated by that so like if if they do this movie right yeah this will be my favourite screen movie like their potential is there bold I know bold. I know like um, um, I, I, it, it's it's one of those like I want this to be so good and the, the, one of the things I put it here and I knew I was going to forget about this there, it came out I can't remember on like what social media it was but they specifically stated that there's going to be far more chase scenes in yeah. this movie which looking back I think is one thing that like screen movies have kind of been missing to a degree so like, I, I could enjoy more chase scenes as opposed to like he's there ah oh he's not there anymore like uh, I think the first couple had a fair few yeah like one and two do yeah um yeah because two's got like one of my favourite ones from all of them uh, which is uh, the uh, Courtney Cox sort of Gale one and that where she's in the is it the audio booth? yep and yeah. she's like going from behind wall to wall yes. like yes. like that Great for scene. me is one of my like favourites from like yes. all of them still so yeah I mean one and two had a fair few they did kind of stop being as much of a thing as it went on so yeah I mean it would be nice to see more I do love a good chasing yeah. and so for me as well like I I think I'm going to enjoy those scenes because, like, I really enjoyed Ready or Not. Yeah. Like, 
Oh no, so Ready like, or Not is great. It's such yeah. a good film. Again, that was the Jodie introduced me to this actor. I was like, this is amazing. And then the ending just made no sense. <laughs> <laughs> but I accepted it. I was just like, yeah. you know what? Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> was great to this point. I'm sure I can oversee this one. So, yeah, like I'm, I'm very, very excited for this one. Like, oh. I'm, I'm interested to see what they do. I think I'm interested to see if it can pull my interest back. Um. I think as well as one that I want to see, but um, my excitement levels are very like trying to manage them. Yeah, they're yeah. very like below the level that was this time last year when twenty twenty two came out. Yeah, no, that's fair. There was a theory that I'd seen online about Scream Six, and I can't tell if I want this or not. I'm still very like deciding. Okay. There was theory that it's not one ghost face and that it's actually like multiple and the kind of idea of a cult. That that is something that's been floating around for a while, I think. Because I think, but I can't decide if I want that. Initially, I think it was Scream Three that was the story idea that they were going to go with. Um, I think it was supposed to be that Matthew Lillard, like Stu from the first one, mm-hmm. gets the TV dropped in his head. Was still alive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was still alive, um, and he'd been in prison, and he's like basically amassing this cult around him. So everyone yeah. since then has been like, he's got to come back. He's going to come back, and it's like he's not alive. Just accept that that yeah. man's head got squashed by a TV. I mean, we'll, we'll potentially get a definitive answer because the TV is in the the, 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 the like the museum, yeah. like so. If we see that, like, we might have an actual answer. Yeah, and it's I think I think they need to give it because <laughs> yeah. it will keep. But even now, people are still like it's going to be him. And I was like, if you're guessing that already, that film's going to be no fun. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I'm going to see it. I'm going to try my best to get past <laughs> all my all my reservations. And just hope to enjoy it. Because my favourite thing about Scream films is that I've always found them enjoyable. And what made me sad last year was coming out of that going, I didn't have fun. And I I, I just remember coming out going, oh, that's a new feeling. Yeah. I don't like this. It's like, oh no. I remember the four of us just standing outside just talking going, about it afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was the only person that enjoyed it. Thank <laughs> you, Will. Um, and now, uh, now for almost what is like a, an obligation, I guess, when it comes to uh, our, our Nick Cage movie of the list. Renfield. <laughs> this is... Do you know what? This is continuing the, the, the trend of Nick Cage just doing what he wants to do. And... I'm so here for this. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Like, it's like he is the actor I was referring to when I was talking about Bautista and you were saying that he wanted uh, to kind of, he always goes, no, okay, yeah, that makes total sense now. <laughs> I want to do serious roles and things, then and turns then, up, does you know. want to plant? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, okay, that t- makes total sense. Right, my favourite thing about this trailer, right, so apart from the, the fact that, like, what seems to be the main character it's the guy that played Beast in the X-Men movies yeah love that um, <laughs> my favourite thing about this is the fact that 
the director is the guy that directed the Lego movie and the Lego Batman yes yes <laughs> yeah I looked at us and went, right. <laughs> okay. You have my attention now, like, curious. So, this is another one, like, when you when you look at it, the the, the cast is also kind of good. Like, obviously, Nick yeah. Cage is in it, um, Aquafina's in it. Yeah. We're playing it, well, it's like a detect, like, kind of police officer type thing. Um, ben Schwartz, who... It's the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog in the yes, movies. Yep, he was also in Parks and Rec as well. If you ever watched it, uh, no, so that, I was, it was a show that like I, I think Jodie tried to get me to watch it, and I just can't deal with that kind of home comedy. So like, it's, um, and then you've got Adrian Martinez who was in uh, Piranha Three Double D. So yeah, <laughs> so like the cast looks pretty sick, like, and the the concept of the movie. Being that, like, our, our main character has been given powers by Nick Cage to go out and get him souls to feed him. <laughs> like, <laughs> Nick Cage, playing Dracula, just appears and goes, Yeah, you might know me as Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> the dark one, the bringer of death. And I'm just like, Okay, like, go on, son, like, rhyme off your titles. <laughs> so like this I think just anything that my kids touches at this point I'm going oh, to enjoy like of course I can't even deny it at this point oh, like, no. like the the man the man can just say the most ridiculous thing and make you go I loved everything about this yep like 10 out of 10 yeah like would watch several times over Wally's Wonderland. Like, I mean, you're telling me there was a Wicker Man before he was in one? <laughs> oh god, he wasn't that Wicker Man, wasn't he? <laughs> not the bees. Oh, not the bees. Oh man, I've not watched that in ages. <laughs> Dressed up as a bear in that and punched a woman? <laughs> I'm gonna rewatch that now. <laughs> I forgot all about this. <laughs> He's, oh. Yeah, he give that man any role. And he will elevate it to a point where you're like, is this good? Yeah. Sure, it is, I think. Let's go with it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this year, weirdly, like, it seems to be a big year for Dracula sort of films and just like content, because you've got this. Uh, obviously, the emphasis is more supposed to be on Renfield, like, as a character, but. You know, it's Nick Cage's Dracula. Everyone's going, everyone's going to be flocking to that. Oh, yeah. Um, I imagine the cinemas, as soon as he appears, will be like, way Type <laughs> thing, you know? You've got Nosferatu's being remade. I think that's this year, maybe next. But yeah, that's a big sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, I don't know um, And then you've got Voyage of the Demeters coming out. Again, we'll talk more about that in the second one. Which is, yeah, taking the middle part of the book where he goes from the voyage from Transylvania to England the book just kind of goes oh a bunch of people died everyone was dead by the time he got there skip <laughs> and that was it yeah it's like it left Transylvania they were alive got there everyone was weirdly dead so, so it kind of takes that. yeah yeah that um, makes sense but yeah weirdly there's a lot of like Dracula content this year 
I mean, so far, this one's got my interest in most. 100%. <laughs> Why? There's no two ways about it. I mean, again, it knows it's it's a comedy horror. It knows it's ridiculous. It's So, even with it knowing that it's a comedy horror, and, like, it knows it's going to be ridiculous, watching the trailer, the action sequences actually look really good. Yeah. Which I didn't expect. <laughs> <laughs> that threw me for a loop. I'm sitting watching, I'm like, oh, oh, this is... And it's the link with like Aquafina's like, did I just watch you just cut a man in half with like a silverware platter? And it's like, it's all in the wrist. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be silly. Yeah, it's it's gonna, gonna, gonna be fun. Be, it's, it's gonna be watching Nicolas Cage, not only chewing on people's necks but also ending around them scenery wise and loving every minute of it. Yeah, which I'm fine with. All on board with this one. <laughs> All on board. Uh, and and now we recently the last one on our list, right? Yep. And I think this is the one that actually I have the most like concern for. Okay. And it's Evil Dead Rise. So okay, yeah. Looking at this, right? And I, I was digging into the back end of it, and. So the Lee Cronin, who from when I was looking at it, like yeah. there's nothing in there that I particularly know. Obviously, my knowledge isn't as extensive as yours. Um, nothing that stood out and went, "Oh, I've got total faith in this man." No idea. Looking at the cast again, like a lot of it is just like smaller stuff. Yeah. So it's like it's a lot of like for me, it's a lot of like unknown entities. And. Sam, Sam Raimi like his only mention on it was executive producer that's right so that's and seeing all the there's no sort of controversy but like everything that led up to this movie existing with like oh we're going to do a sequel to like um, Army of Darkness oh no we're going to do a sequel to like da 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 and there was just constant back and forth and bickering and like not yeah. knowing where the franchise was going and now we're settled on this that's where my concerns kind of lie because this feels like it's a we'll do this since we can't do these other things we want to do okay I, I can understand that I can I can see your point of view on that uh, the Evil Dead franchise has it's, it's always been a sort of like constant battle where it was going to go though like <laughs> I mean like the first one obviously came out got big hype around it it was a massive gap between that and two though I think it was like seven years or something like that and then I think between two and Army of Darkness is like I think that's 93 so yeah like again there's there was a big gap of are we going to make it are we not what we're going to do Army of Darkness came out that's been Ninety-three remake came out in twenty thirteen. Like it, it's a franchise that's always been like, there's going to be a part four. This is what we want to do. No way, it's not happening. No way, we've got a new idea now, yeah. and it's always kind of been that balance of how it's existed. I so Evil Dead Rise looks like so far. It leans more towards what the remake was in terms of tone. Yes. Um, Which, obviously, the remake was... 
the remake is more in line with what one was trying to be yeah obviously when you went like two onwards it became like a kind of tongue-in-cheek kind yeah of yeah horror comedy and then with your remake it was like what 2013 was it 2013 yeah so then it decided it wanted to be horror yeah it, it decided to go back to very much the roots of this is a horror film about yeah. people in a secluded <laughs> location yeah here's the theme again yeah yeah um there's not like seven movies on this list that have actually pretty like, much yeah yeah and if you think i mean it was pretty much the kind of like original architect movie. of yeah cabin in the woods films like yeah. it, it's what a lot of films after that stemmed from was like seeing that film so obviously like outside of army of darkness <laughs> you know in yield medieval times that it chose to set itself in um with a boomstick <laughs> i think yeah this is the first one that's kind of taken itself out of like the idea of this is a cabin it's set in a high-rise apartment do you get the title <laughs> oh, makes total sense now. We're elevating. Um, ele- oh, 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 there's so much to this title. That's like. the smartest thing I've said all day, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's the first one to kind of like take it out of what it's known for, like, for the most part, in terms of Cabin Woods. It's still got all the elements, or like, you know, there's the book, the tape. Yeah, there's like uh, this, the staple like ingredients. Like when it first got announced, it kind of the premise to me it was set in like a set of like high rise. It was like you know demonic outbreak. Don't know if you've ever seen demon films from the eighties. Mm. So they're like Italian horror films. First one was set in a cinema. Second one is set in a high rise flat. It's all about a demonic outbreak, and now when this first got announced I was like ah so it's pretty much like a updated version of this doesn't look like it's quite going that route it looks like it's a very self-contained yeah set of people that seem to be involved in weirdly being possessed in this entire building yeah. but maybe that'll be explained yeah maybe maybe there will be more in like the actual film maybe, but um, yeah. I don't know like Evil Dead I'm always I'm always excited for what comes from it um obviously Ash vs Evil Dead's it's great like don't know if you ever watched it I think I watched like some of the first season like Tony wasn't too sold on it so I never really watched much further like it's yeah it's great it it was a again I knew what it was it was comedy horror (laughs) knew it was ridiculous yeah went for it um then Bruce Campbell was like you know what now the series has been binned I'm done with the part yeah and it is that point it's like do you stop or do you just try and find a new route for it to go um and yeah i mean it's the only way for it to keep going is guess to do that and i get your point about lee cronin he's only done like a couple of films the cast are all quite small but i think that's why sam raimi's very like behind it because mm-hmm. the whole thing with even the remake all the cast weren't that well known at the time it's like kind of try to bring like new blood to the franchise. So it's that idea is like giving untested directors like unknown actors or like not quite as like high profile actors mm. the chance to do what he did like yeah. forty years ago, and it's like I mean it worked, and it's 
I get that. I think for me, so for me, I think there's a difference between doing that with an established franchise mm-hmm. as opposed to like what, what Del Toro done with the, the Cabinet of Curiosities. Uh-huh. Really, every episode was a standalone, but he was like featuring like new actors and new directors and like gave them yeah. their time to shine. Like being able to showcase their skills and a standalone thing that doesn't jeopardize anything else. I guess, like I think that's the thing with, I guess, like especially with like franchises like that, um, because there is such a loose idea of what continuity is now. Like, you've always going to have the Sam Raimi films, then the remake came along, that's its own thing. Yeah. This is clearly going to be its own thing, even though... It's very much pulling a Halloween on us. (laughs) Choose your own adventure, (laughs) let's go. Pretty much, yeah. Like, But at the same time, it's like... um, They keep saying that this is still linked to the Sam Raimi films. Nothing in that trailer tells me that. No, not even Um, remotely. But I even said the remake was still part of that, like, that universe of his films. And I was like, mm-hmm. nothing is telling me that either. No. Um, no. So I'm interested to see if that actually manifests in any way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Lee Cronin said he was taking it as in Army of Darkness, there is the scene with the three Necronomicons that Ash has to kind of try and open. Right. And he says he takes that as one of those will be the one Sam Raimi had. One of them is the one that the remake deals with. The one he has is is part of that. Okay, I can kind of see it from that. But whether that actually ties in before what comes on screen. I always love when directors and stuff will bring all this out but none of it's reflected yeah. in what actually appears so I, I think I think that's kind of like the, I think this is maybe nail on the head nail on it for me like because it's I think of everything on our list so far Evil Dead Rise is the biggest if for me uh-huh. which sucks to say about the franchise that's fair um, here, okay so a question for you on this one right okay obviously you have a much more extensive knowledge right now, in the trailer, when there's the big shot that says, from the creators of the horror classic. Yep. How do you interpret that? Because other than Sam Raimi as the executive producer, uh-huh. and even look at the like, production company, distribution companies, like everything's different apart from Sam. Isn't Bruce Campbell was one of the executive producers as well, though, isn't he? Oh, I need to double check. I didn't I see it when I looked at it. I think he's one of them as well. That would make more sense. So I think him, Bruce Campbell. I'm going to double check that just now. Yeah, I think I think in terms of producer wise, I think all of the executive ones at least are are involved in the original in some way. Let me check. I'm pretty sure Bruce Campbell's the executive producer in this. I think that's why he's so involved in like because he did the big announcement for the trailer coming out. Uh, when that the teaser got checks. released, uh, he did a big like announcement of how like excited he was for it coming and couldn't wait for people to see it. And so I think he's still involved. I don't see it on. 
Kiovic. I'm the, pretty the, sure he is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's involved. Like this is where we're just like, <laughs> we're just like no, <laughs> pause this. Yeah, like, <laughs> hold up, hold. We'll be here. <laughs> um, produced by. Yeah, no, he has, he has listeners yeah. on the producer. Like, yeah, so I think. So if that, if that's what it's uh, meaning by that, if it's yeah. like if it's from, it's got the involvement of the creator, the like then, actor that's pretty much like he's he's the face of it, really. Yeah, no, he, he did. yeah, 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 I can see that. Like, okay, so for like, I I never seen the Bruce Campbell part um, as the executive producer before, and so like when I seen that, it felt a little disingenuous for me. But knowing that Bruce Campbell's is like he's getting producer on it now, obviously I missed that. Um, wow, feels better. It just, it just felt like such an odd thing to put in it. I mean, now you've done the research, you must feel like an absolute fool. No, actually, I still don't. <laughs> I still don't because they're listed as the executive producers, and they're not—they're not the writers. But they had, I think, Sam Raimi handpicked who wrote it and who directed it. So yeah, no, I, I could definitely see that. So like, it is whatever. I guess it like I think he still got overall control of that franchise. So he yeah, chooses. Like, I imagine it, like there's not a sign off like if he's yeah. not happy with it. Like so, technically. Oh, we're going technically. Technically, now. it is. <laughs> it is from him. It's technically correct. Technically, ish. <laughs> I mean, it just, it just, that, I don't know, something about that just rubbed me the wrong way. You say potato, I say I'm right, but. The funny <laughs> spelling of your wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough, don't know, I get it. Same, same token. Um, so. I should also be clear, like, I want this to be good. Oh, no, 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 like, like I, I get it, like, so. Just so we're clear. Yeah, no, I, I have, like, I've always loved going to see them. Like, uh, I say loved. I'm not looking forward to some of the stuff in it. That cheese grater scene. I'm not looking forward to. Oh, that! See, when I first watched that trailer, like I, I, I physically shuddered and recoiled at that. And it's do you know what? Do you know what it is about that one scene, right? Obviously, the thought of like the, the the cheese grater against the skin, right? It's that split second when you hear the cheese grater land on her leg and you see the look in the eyes before it yeah that's what got me it wasn't even just the, the cheese grater by itself that that split second between there was just like oh right no oh, i'm out like <laughs> the, the scalping as well man oh, yeah. that trailer that trailer was really violent actually oh, yeah, just like, like very violent somehow just like didn't pick up on that until they were talking about it and i'm like actually it was far more violent Clearly, I'm desensitized to violence in some capacity. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah. The, I, I'm looking forward to seeing where it's going. Like in terms of how it will keep the franchise going. If it will, will it be another ten years before we see something come out again? Mm-hmm. Will it, or will it actually manage to carry it to revitalize it enough to keep going? But double edged sword. I want to see it keep going. Same time, I'm like. How far can it go? Yes. So, obviously, this is out in April. So, let's revisit Evil Dead, because I'm sure we will. Yeah. 
But I think the big question that will reside with me is, would this have been just as good a movie if it was called anything else apart from Evil Dead? Fair question. That is a fair question. Uh, very much like the at the beginning talking about Child's Play, would that have been... I, I would have enjoyed Child's Play way more if it wasn't associated with Chuck yeah. 8. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope Evil Dead Rise is not the same. <laughs> Before we wrap it up though, in terms of that, I, I started yes. my question, then, you know... I, I probably interrupted. Sort of light or something, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, talking about the executive producer element of stuff. Yes. So... Do you think then? Because did they do it? I think in a lot of the like blurbs and stuff for Halloween twenty eighteen when that came back out. Obviously, it was like from Bloomhouse and you know John Carpenter, creator of Halloween. Do you feel the same in terms of him being thrown into that as much? Like that, that kind of like being thrown out all the time with him, like, because really he like you know I think he asked what he did to score very good scores, but yeah, I think it's a fascinating one because it's like I feel like at the time when these movies first appeared, right, mm-hmm. so like when like your Halloween first appeared, and when like your Evil Dead first appeared, there was there was a, an idea that they had of what they wanted the movie to be and mm-hmm. what they wanted the movies to be, right? Yeah. And now, obviously we're so far forward from that point. Like, has their their artistic vision of what they wanted at the time, is that still the same? Or have they, since then, have they, like, maybe matured and they've, have, like, seen things in a different capacity? Like, I'm, I'm curious, because, like, was, was Jamie Lee Curtis an executive producer on that as well? Yes. 2018 and kind of forward yeah so like I, these things fascinate me like i like the people from the original are still there i hope that with these movies that come out when if they like handpick who they want to be involved with it um and want to keep the integrity of the films there perfect um i hope they've also like you know like came with the times and understand that like maybe what worked for like movies of that time might not work now like you can't tell me that um nightmare on elm street the first one there's no way you could ever do that scene at the start where he has like the six feet arms either side (laughs) in a modern day movie and make it like scary I really want them to. I also <laughs> want them to because it's my favourite scene in that whole movie. <laughs> and like I run across the road like doing that at times. Like <laughs> I love everything about it. So like for me, I'm okay with like the people that created it be still being involved with the projects as long as like they uphold like the integrity of it. Yeah. But also have an understanding that times move. Yeah. Okay, I hope that answers the question. Yeah, no, that, that, that does. Yeah, no, I was, I was just interested to see what your your overall point of view on that was. So yeah, no, that's there we go. There, there we go. I now know. Yeah, thank you. I, I think the only reason that it came up was because of the the big title card from the creators. <laughs> from the creators. <laughs> that is why it came up. I, I don't think I've seen that in any other movie, like in any other kind of like, I, franchise. 
I think I've definitely seen it before. Like, I think because it's 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 what is going to draw people in oh, when you yeah. see that. Like, it's always going to be like what draws people in. Um, I mean, even Sick puts in its trailers from the creator of Scream and stuff. Like, yeah, right. So, so I actually wanted to ask you, right? So, see, like going on that, uh huh. Um, with Sick, I was. Is it the guy that wrote? All of the screen movies. Uh, I've seen that he'd done the TV show. I saw you put this in your notes, so I had a wee sort of like look back because I, for my sins, watched all of that TV show. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't do that. I think he wrote the first episode. Oh, he did the story for the first episodes. Okay. And that's it. He didn't really write it. He gave them like the outline, or at least the right. idea. Okay. Okay. I don't even know if that's true. I don't know by story. I mean, he wrote Scream and this is part of that. <laughs> um, sure. I don't know what the full like, involvement is there. But no, he wrote Scream 1, Scream 2, did the outline for Scream 3, did write the original script for Scream 4, other people came in and rewrote it. Right, okay. Um... And he, so he was just an exec producer on four, exec producer on five and okay. six. Um, but yeah, he's like the first two, but very much like what he wrote. That makes sense. Then he did Dawson's Creek. <laughs> that was not worse than that, that jump going. <laughs> he also wrote the original screenplay or one of the first main drafts for Halloween H2. Oh, uh, and then that got rewritten to absolutely nothing of what he originally wrote um, but I think he came up with a lot of the ideas that carry over but yeah he wrote that as well in the 90s like any self-referential film referential film will be Kevin Williamson was involved he Chance. wrote I Know What He Did last summer as well do you know that's one movie I've never seen I keep seeing it I keep meaning to watch it and then I get distracted interesting <laughs> It's alright. It's very 90s slasher, I guess. Sold, I um, guess. <laughs> <laughs> the hard sell there. It's alright. It's alright. <laughs> I think. And I, I, I remember loving it at the time it came out. Um, I rewatched it recently uh, through fresh eyes. And mm. they, they kind of settled it a bit for me. Oh, okay. Right. So should I just not watch it? I would say watch it. Okay, just don't rewatch it. Maybe. <laughs> or at least don't let someone just totally break all the illusions you had of it being good. Oh, okay, you yeah, know that works. <laughs> I feel on that note. <laughs> yep, that sounds a good place to do it. I know what you did last summer. I can't remember, so I'm glad someone does. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that is that is everything that is coming out between this month and April, I think that we've covered oh don't know if it's everything but it's the ones that we wanted to talk I about know, it's, it's the main it's the main tentpole films well for the most part um ish 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 maybe like you know a tiny flagpole at some point uh yeah <laughs> right I'm looking forward to part two though well less for part two uh, there's a few on that I'm very excited for yeah like the next half of the year has got some very interesting ones that are coming out and I'm looking forward to delving into that oh, yeah. most of them ha- don't have trailers either so it's very much a lot of our speculation <laughs> on what is coming 
Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Did we just hold off in part two until later in the year? Nah. Nah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> let's just do some good old speculating on the next one. All right. It'll be good. That'll, I'm down with that. It'll be good. We might even remember to have two mics next time. Oh, all right, you're pushing the boat now. Come on. <sighs> yeah. Fairly remembered to have one. <laughs> <laughs> Is this plugged into the laptop? Anyway. Oh. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> to anyone that has sat all the way through this, I'm sorry. And congratulations. Um, and to anyone that chooses to come back and listen to part two, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll echo that sentiment. But thank you. And we will catch you next time. <laughs>